BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Monday. Oh my God, it's Monday. And I would be forlorn, but I ain't because I'm sitting down with my girl, Jax. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Hey, Clerd, I'm good. I do have to acknowledge that this is our first full week of the new year, which seems daunting, I'm sure, to everyone. But I know that we can make it through. I just know it. Well, I'm about to kind of change your life because um, we actually don't have an episode scheduled for Friday. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I meant like the world's first full week of. Yeah, no. And we still we're still figuring out Friday, but um, it is the full week back in January. But it's exciting nonetheless, because even though we should be forlorn, we're not. It's a very exciting week here at the Toast. I'm in Los Angeles. Like, you probably could tell if you're watching as a video, like, oh, my, she already looks like a star. Like, what's happened? She got lip filler. Yeah, no, I've been in L.A. since Friday, and I'm definitely different. What are you thinking? I know you're really tough on L.A. I am really tough on L.A. Um, I, I've been having a nice time. Actually, I had a thought this morning as to why, you know, I'm trying to be positive in the new year. I don't know if I've told that about you, told you that yet. I'm just kind of like a different girl now. Um, here's one thing I do like about L.A. First of all, it's like raining. The weather is forlorn, which is annoying. But um, oh, I thought I you would like that. Today. I thought you would like bad weather. I do. But I'm running around town like looking gorgeous. I curled my hair this morning and then just to walk out of my hotel with like a soppy mop. It's not good. It doesn't look moppy, but continue on. So you're being positive. I'm being positive. So here is something positive that I noticed about Los Angeles today. I was ordering breakfast at the hotel and I was ordering like really weird because, you know, I like just eat weird shit. And the guy who was taking my order like didn't even blink. Like usually when I order my weird things, I'm like, no cheese, no this, no that. He's like, OK, are you sure? Like you don't want the cheese. Um, but he was just nodding along. And I just realized like I guess everyone in L.A. is on some sort of weird diet. Like I'm not special. Yeah, everyone in L.A. is picky. It's actually weird to just say like I'll have the chicken sandwich, period. Nobody says that. End of LA. story. End of story. Nobody says that in L.A. And so I was feeling like really kind of just like a Los Angelino. I feel like whenever we go to L.A., I love L.A. I think it's so exciting. I think it's so cool. The weather is so nice. The lighting, you know, and we're never there for long periods of time. So I never start mm-hmm. to hate it. And I just you are never really so into it. But I feel like you're going to get into it this week. Well, can I tell you also like how coming to L.A. is kind of different now that we're with Dear Media? Like, to be honest, I feel like when we used to come to L.A., do like a week of shows, it was so much work. Like, and we were doing everything ourselves. And now I'm just like rolling into Dear Media. Like, look at my microphone. Like, I didn't set any of this up. I have this like gorgeous studio. I have a buccal chair. I didn't even request the buccal chair and I got the buccal chair. So it's kind of like everything being done for me. And I I do like that part of it. I'm not going to lie. I just want to say, like, you sitting there with your legs crossed and your Dear Media mic flag with, like, your Dear Media studio background. Like, you're such a Dear Media girly. I know. I'm literally the chubby confidential. Like, I can just see you on, like, a Reels on my feed. You know, what Claudia starts yeah. talking about, like, why she started juicing and how it changed her life. Mm-hmm. No, and the thing about wellness is like once you get into wellness, it's definitely a really hard space to crack into. And then like once you do become well, your life will change. You'll be more um, intentional and more attentive. And I find wellness to be already like seeping into my my daily life here. I saw because you actually were juicing this morning with an orange juice. I did. I had well, I got to the breakfast and there was like a whole menu for juices. I was like, oh my god, these people are not okay. And I was like, I'll have the Tropicana orange no pulp and so good orange juice is a beverage that not enough people talk about 
I've been getting into it recently too because I've had to make some freshly squeezed OJ for Harry a few times. Like whenever he's feeling a little under the weather, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And of course, mommy has to try it, make sure she's not poisoning her angel. And mommy likes what she sees. It's so good. I feel like everyone drinks orange juice when they're a kid and then they forget about it as an adult. But when you're hungover, I swear to God, it's like sucking from the teat of Mother Earth. It's so delicious. It is so delicious. So now you're a juicer. You're a juice check. I'm a juice check. Okay, so let's also talk about like major update from the weekend. I just need to say, I know yesterday was a big day for football in general, but it was, it felt Mm -hmm. bigger like for us because of our pre-week recap. Like we were pretty much like, ESPN last week and I had so much invested in every game like I was looking at the Eagles game I was looking at the Cowboys game I was looking at the 49ers game of course because like that's my favorite team and then also I was Mm -hmm. looking at the Packers game has nothing to do with your weekend so I'm sure it didn't cross your mind but like they were playing the Lions it was it was the Sunday Mm -hmm. night football game so I was just like sitting down catching up with Zach and Carrie Underwood came on and I was quaking the house down it was so good Claudia I don't know if you've watched like this year's yet and if you've watched it in full recently but like it's so good I had chills chills you're talking about the game or Carrie Underwood's performance Carrie Underwood's song I haven't seen the new version she ushered me into the game which I was like interested in because the I like Green Bay Packers and the Lions I like Aaron Rodgers, I do. And then the Lions had a quarterback that I had never seen before, and he was looking mighty handsome. So That's the thing about football. There's, like, a lot of hot guys. So I was interested. And then they were explaining the stakes of the game, that it was a high-stakes game, because if the Packers win, they go to the playoffs. And Mm -hmm. if the Lions win, then the Seahawks go to the playoffs, which makes no fucking sense. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. And then the— the announcers were saying like this is a high stakes game for both teams because you know the Lions want to finish out their season strong like either way they're not going to the playoffs like for the Packers this is make or break I wouldn't say the stakes were high for both teams I would say you guys are trying to like make this an interesting game yeah no I wouldn't say it's the same either right anyways spoiler alert the Packers lost very sad oh and the Seahawks are Uh, that was a spoiler alert I didn't know that the Seahawks are going to the playoffs so I have no I'm not oh, a Seahawks girl, the Seahawks. but I'm happy for the okay. Seattle Toasters. First of all, you should be a Seahawks girl because of your favorite movie, Draft Day, first of all. What do they have to do with it? Isn't it the Seahawks? Doesn't no, the movie take place coach- in Seattle? No, it's the Browns, Cleveland, duh. Oh. Right? Okay, I need to see that movie again. Um, <laughs> but here, okay, so here's where we come in, like to make everything about us. Now that the Seahawks have made the playoffs, they're playing the 49ers this weekend. So that is the game I am going to. Thank you to the Eagles for winning, thus confirming there is a 49ers game this weekend that I can go to while I am in LA, well, West Coast. I want to thank everyone for sending positive vibes to the Eagles. I'd like to thank the Eagles for their great work. But more importantly, I'd like to thank the Giants for doing abysmally. Like it wasn't even, I didn't even have a pit. Like I turned the game on from the second I watched, I was like, oh my God, this, this is like, the worst team in the world playing the best team. It wasn't even a question. So grateful to the Giants, grateful to everyone. And I'm grateful to myself because I took a risk and it paid off. And there was one in the hand and there was two in the bush. And I got the two in the bush, bitch. And that's exciting. I'm excited for you. Oh, so I guess that the Packers game was relevant to our discussion because you could have been seeing Aaron Rodgers play this weekend and you're not. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Well, nevertheless, I'm going to the game this weekend. Thank God. You know, there's so much like sports energy. I didn't even realize, um, again, not to make everything about me, but I'm here in LA and everyone's like, are you here for the game? I'm like, the 49ers game this weekend? Yeah, I am. Like, how did you know that? No, tonight is college football championship and it happens to be in LA. I'm just wrapping my head. I'm just wrapping my head around the AFC and the NFC. And so the colleges are going to have to take a back seat. Yeah, no. Um, it's just like, it's kind of furthering my point um, that everything really is about us. Because they had a game where you are currently? Yeah. It's just like kind of a yeah. crazy coincidence. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. So who are you rooting for, TCU or Georgia? Oh, it's so hard when you don't care, you know? Yeah, I feel like we have more Georgia. Oh, it's the dogs with a D A W G. It's the 
it's the dogs it's the dogs yeah oh why does it have to be like that why does it have to be spelled like that like that no yeah is the school on long island (laughs) no dogs why did they spell it like that if they didn't spell it like that i would be like oh the dogs the bryson the strice but not the dogs (laughs) the dogs like if i was at the game tonight i'd be like go dogs yeah let's get some coffee and root for the dogs i love water so for that reason, I'm rooting for TCU. Okay, what does TCU stand for? Tennessee Texas Christian, Christian University. Texas Christian oh. University. A question I asked last weekend when I saw them playing, so I have the answer. I would have thought it stood for the Christian University. Mm, I would have thought it would be like Tennessee Central University. I wouldn't have assumed the C was a religion. I would have assumed it's like a region. Yeah, a region no, ten- versus religion. Tennessee Central didn't make it to the playoffs. No, and they were so heartbroken that they didn't make it. But there's always next year, Tennessee Central University. Go dogs! Go dogs! Um, so that was like a major part of my weekend. And then like another part of my weekend was kind of like the most probably full circle moment that's ever happened to me. Please tell us, because you went to a big soiree this weekend, star-studded. I think I saw you in TMZ, was it? Claudia Asher? Oh, yeah, your girl. TMZ? Yeah, I was in TMZ. Um, I don't know how they knew I was there, but I was. Um, that's what I came to town for. <laughs> One of my friends, Kate, it was his birthday party, and then I was like, if I'm going to fly all the way out, we'll make a whole week of it. So that's what we're doing. Um, but I flew in for his birthday party on Saturday night, and it was fabulous. It was so fun, star-studded. There was, like, performances. I saw Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, man, she was amazing. Jeff Ross, Tiffany Haddish. Like, it was really, it was stunning. Um, but most notably kind of like someone from my former life was there and I just I was shocked um and I had a really like surprising interaction with him it was Billy Eichner it wasn't Maverick no it wasn't Maverick Uh, Maverick actually (laughs) had texted me that he couldn't make it but um he said my friend Billy's going make sure you like talk to him (laughs) um so I saw Billy Eichner now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, if you read my book, you know, like a huge part of my my rise to fame had to do with my cameo on Billy on the Street. When I was in college, I was on my way to a class. It was called Writing the Essay. It was the worst fucking class. If you went to NYU, you had to take it. Everyone knows. Oh, my God. The worst class ever. And I was ambushed on the street by Billy and his crew. And I there's this segment it's horrifying it's it's not it's not it's totally fine you're so cute you're just a college student okay but like you had a a big distracting hat on and you played the game and you're just being cute and I feel like as much as you get like say yes to the dress people in your dms like you also get like is this you on Billy on the street so true I get so many DMs it's like like my thing and it was really my first time ever being on camera and like I became obsessed I hadn't even known what the show was it was just very exciting and so I was at the party and I saw Billy Eichner I was like oh my god Ben was like you have to tell me you're on the street I was like no I would like didn't want to be like embarrassing but then the person that Billy was with I don't know if it was like a boyfriend I think it was just a friend he was a really nice guy he like had said something to me and so I thought that was like my opportunity to like start a combo with Billy and I was like Billy um hi I'm Claudia and I was actually on the street now I don't know why I had like a preconceived notion of how Billy Eichner would be you know as a person not as a celebrity but I kind of assumed he would be like kind of bitchy I was so wrong he was so nice first of all when I told him I was on the street he was like giddy he was like no way he was like actually interested in what I was saying and he was like you were on the street when I'm like season two episode three I think that's what it is um I was wearing a hat and he was like oh my god did I make fun of you like were you mad I'm like you read me to filth you made fun of my outfit and I deserved it and it was so funny and like I lived for every moment of it it was my first time on camera it like gave me this thirst for fame I literally said I'm like that literally started my whole career I would not be sitting on this chair at this party if it weren't for our interaction so for that I'm grateful he was so nice he actually told me he like doesn't meet a lot of people who have been on the street and he doesn't meet them like maybe like someone will come up to him like at a restaurant but he doesn't meet them like in social settings yeah he (laughs) he was so nice it was like such a positive interaction and it was like it left me feeling really um like it warmed my heart I I I really I I kind of like love Billy Eichner now (laughs) 
Uh, so you're two for two on positive interactions with Billy Eichner. I'm two for two on positive interactions with Billy Eichner. Yes, Jackie, I am. That's so wonderful to hear. You love to hear when a celebrity is really nice and and sweet and genuine. No, and then we had, like had this whole conversation about like street interviewing. It's like such a thing now on TikTok. Everyone's like always running up to people on the street. And like Billy really invented that. I feel like a lot of people forget like he was really the first person to do like man on the street, like ambush comedy. And he's really so impressive. And I said, you have to bring Billy on the street back. It was iconic. Yeah, it really was. Did you have any other positive celebrity social interactions that you would like to share with the class that we need to know, like who's a good person out there? I feel like everyone was pretty nice, honestly. Like, I saw my girly Paris, uh, Kelsey Ballerini. She performed. Oh, my God. She is so, like, breathtakingly talented. Everyone in the room was shook up, like, by her talent. It was, it's an intimidating room. You know, lots of celebs, Hollywood peeps. And she's, you know, uh, just a girl from Nashville. And she just got up there with her guitar and sang two songs. She sang If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too from her new album. And then she sang Peter, Peter Pan, Pan, which was... Yeah. Perfect song for a birthday. Perfect song. Next level. It was really just a great event. A lot of people were messaging me asking if I saw Britney Spears, who was at the party. And when I tell you, when I woke up the next morning and found out she was there, I was shocked because I didn't even see her. Now, that's not that crazy because I'm like always, you know, thinking about me and like looking at me in the mirror and like just minding my own business, drinking a lot. So I didn't see her, um, but I heard she was there. That's exciting. Yeah. You were in the presence. Huge. We're in the presence of greatness. Um, tell me about your weekend, Jax. Make a chili? My weekend, I did not make a chili. And that's like hurtful that you would suggest that after everything I've been through. After I was oh, attacked right. by my chili. Yeah, yeah. It's I like forgot, used I as forgot, a weapon I against forgot. me. Even though people are still making chilies in solidarity. And I see all your tags. And it's really beautiful how we've all come together. But my weekend was great. It was a little bit different from your weekend. Just a, the smidgest bit of difference. Um, I was just hmm. home with my boys. All my boys. We hung out with the Shapiros. And we had some good times. You know? I did not go car not shopping. I did not go car shopping. It actually, I think it might be easier for me to go on a weekday, especially now that our schedule is a little different. So hopefully this week I will go. And now I'm leaning towards Volvo. Like last week I was leaning towards Lexus, but a lot of people have weighed in. One, I think the biggest factor in bringing me towards Volvo is Edward Cullen. Like when Mm. you think about what a car represents and what kind of vibe you're putting forth, like I want to be putting forth Cullen vibes. And of course- that really like and it's if it's good enough for Edward and you know that like Stephanie Meyer researched and researched what car she should choose for Edward and she came up with that like why do I need to do more research if that's the best 100% when I was um when we were talking last week about like car associations like where you associate different brands with I had totally forgotten that the Volvos were an exclusively Cullen car and that changes everything it really changes everything so I'm fully on board I'm in support as long as I get like my seat heater in the passenger seat you know not lights like lots of leg room Apple CarPlay all that stuff I'm okay with that I'm great I think that's wonderful yeah, so I think that's where I'll be headed first. And it's like for the Collins and for the mamas, for real. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's going to be what's best for me. So hopefully I'll have an update about that this week. But other than that, just relaxing weekend at home. Not much to report. And um, so like kind of like discussing not much to report when you literally live in the same house as my, my king, Roldy. What's new with him? Well, he got a car this weekend. So that was exciting for I him. I saw Harry got a car before his mom. He did. He has one of his like little toy cars. Um, we put it together this weekend. He was driving around his new whip and he was obsessed, mm-hmm. like obsessed beyond. We played with it all weekend. He never got tired of it. We never got tired of seeing him in it. It was so much fun. I feel like I could see Harry just like picking up bitches in that car. Bitches being me. Yeah, no, it's a convertible and like it plays music and he was just like driving in it and it literally looked like he was in Miami, like cruising down the side of the beach. I'm in Miami, bitch. That's literally Harry. Like, imagine Harry in the clubs. Like he picked up Bruno and the two of them were just like cruising for girls and it was really sweet. Two of them picking up bitches. Yeah, they wouldn't refer to women that way, but... They were looking for nice young ladies. 
no, I think that Harry would never refer to like a woman as a bitch, but I could see Bruno fucking up some bitches, you know? Only wet Anolia on her worst day. Mm, she needs it. Don't tell Snitch, even though everyone's about to DM her. They said Nolia needs to be fucked up. All right. Well, we have a fabulous show today. We've got stories. We've got heart. We've got charisma. And I feel like there's no better time than the present to dive into the Fast Five. What do you think, Jax? I think it is time without further ado about sports, which we just like can't stop talking about these days. Like, I cannot stop. We don't have any sports stories, but you know us. We'll find a way to make it about sports. And then in turn, find a way to make it about us. Because sports is about us. Sports is life. Sports is life, bro. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. And today's episode, I would be remiss. I would be devastated. I might even be heartbroken if I didn't let you know that today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is a fabulous tool to use if you have a a side hustle, an e-commerce business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So whatever your product is, whatever you're selling, whether you have like a side hustle, you want to start selling stuff online, Squarespace is a great place to start if you don't have a ton of like web design experience, because like who does? But I feel like everyone needs a website, whether you're trying to make yourself a portfolio, are you an artist, a photographer? There are so many different features on Squarespace that'll really benefit your business. Um, what I really like is their ability to um, sync up your social media so you can, you can feed all your social media content to your website. It's a great way to get your name out there, your business. And then when people want to shop, you've got like this gorgeous website that looks like you paid a lot of money for, like a fancy designer, and you just did it all yourself on Squarespace. Um, we also have obviously a code for you guys because we support business owners it's squarespace.com slash toast you'll get a free trial and then when you're ready to launch your website use our code toast to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or your domain so it can be really tough to like get your domain whatever your website is whether it's like you know seashells by sally they can help you find the right domain that's like super cute and easy to find and easily searchable um squarespace really is the one-stop shop for e-commerce um and again they make it super easy you don't need to be like a tech wizard to get your site up and running they'll make it look really fancy and look like it took a lot of money and time but spoiler alert it did not so many great features so many tools to get your business off the ground like e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, secure online payments, whatever it is that you're selling, Squarespace has merchandise and features to make your products look best online. So again, that's squarespace.com slash toast for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use your our, our, our offer code toast to save that 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, squarespace.com slash toast. And then once you're ready to launch, that offer code is toast. Again, you can connect with your audience, generate revenue, um, you can make members only content, whatever it is that you're selling online, you know, you have a podcast, you need a website, you know, you have a, an alcoholic beverage, you need a website. Squarespace.com slash toast is the one-stop shop for that. And today's episode is also brought to you by Honey. It's easy to save when you're shopping on your iPhone or your computer with Honey. So Jackie and I have been Honey customers long before they uh, were brought on as a sponsor. It is the greatest, most genius thing. It is a free to download browser extension it's free to download when you use our link and then this is how it works you're shopping you're having a good time enjoying your life shopping for makeup clothes uh i've used it on electronics i've used it on food and once you're ready to check out honey will just pop up and be like hey girl click this button and you could save some money they will scour the internet for different promo codes and they will get you the best possible price i've used it for years on my computer and now they have a safari on your phone browser extension so if you shop online I don't know when you're at class or you're like you're supposed to be working um you can also do it on your phone now which is really stunning so if they find a working coupon you will just watch the prices drop they search the internet for all the coupons that it can find and now it just just doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iPhone too activate it on Safari on your phone and then you'll just save on the go takes a few seconds for honey to search it's so easy I used at Revolve at Bloomingdale's literally everywhere if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid. It is free to download when you use our link, and then you're saving money. They have saved their customers millions and millions of dollars over the years. It is the greatest browser extension. Um, it's PayPal Honey. You can get it for free when you go to joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney, J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash toast. You can get the browser extension for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. 
Toast, actually, but also toast. We should <laughs> we should work on getting that to be like an alternate promo code for some of our listeners who just speak the way that we do. Who, who get it. But the real link is joinhoney.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Honey and Squarespace for sponsoring today's episode, which is sure to be a good time because there's some good stories. Now, I meant to ask you this before we dove into the podcast, but now it's too late. Like, because I was also looking this morning for stories and it's impossible to open your phone without being inundated by something Prince Harry has said. Are we discussing any Prince Harry um, nonsense today? No, like I can take a fucking hint with you yelling at me saying you don't want to talk about it. So I I kind of read between the lines on that and I didn't Mm -hmm. choose any more Meghan and Harry stories. No, I'm glad because like I'm so subtle. I didn't know if you had like picked up on that. Yeah, no, I, I'm like pretty with it, I would say. Like I can really like understand people and I felt like that's what you were trying to tell me, but you couldn't find the words. No, and you definitely understand people really well, but you really understand me. And I'm not the type of person to just like kind of say how I feel outright. I'll just kind of skirt around the issue. And what I love about you and just working with you as my sister is like, you know, you you get me. Yeah, because you really are like passive aggressive. And you just like want people to read your mind. And that's what I do, though. I'm, a, I'm your personal mind reader. So true. So true. So true. So no, we will not be discussing any of the craziness that's going on. I think I need to start a, a new podcast. Um, Literally. Because there's so much going on. Like if, if this were a one woman show, like we would be talking about it every single day because the craziness continues to unfold. Like he doesn't stop sitting down for interviews, but we won't be talking about any of that. Instead, we'll be talking about the other big news from the weekend, which oh, is yeah. that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison for fraud. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw has been sentenced to six and a half years or 78 months in prison for wire fraud. Her attorney told Page Six on Friday that, quote, Jen is deeply regrets the mistakes that she has made and is profoundly sorry to the people she has hurt. Jen has faith in our justice system, understands that anyone who breaks the law will be punished and accepts this sentence as just. Jen will pay her debt to society. And when she's a free woman again, she vows to pay her debt to the victims harmed by her mistakes. Okay, I was really shocked. Of course, on Friday's episode, we were waiting with bated breath, refreshing our phones every 10 seconds, waiting to see what the verdict would be. And then it came out literally 20 minutes after our episode dropped. But I'm actually glad that it did because I had like a lot of questions um, about it. And I was able to read up on her sentencing. And I said before, like, I know their crimes were not similar, but I am comparing this almost just instinctively to the Chrisley case because the Chrisleys were sentenced to 12 years in prison like a month ago so it's just in my mind like reality star you know finance crimes and I found her sentence to be so much lower especially because when that big thing came out when she was arrested the attorney general she was facing up to 30 years so I just six and a half years is obviously a long time to like not see your family and stay in prison but like based on what she was up against it doesn't it it feels like she she got a good sentence yeah I don't know why I thought she was going away for like 50 years right because that's how they made it seem when the whole thing happened like the FBI attorney general U.S. federal government like it was definitely and and I think her taking or her uh the plea deal and and what's the word like admitting guilt pleading pleading guilty um was huge for her and so that's what I learned when I was just like looking into the Chrisley thing is like the Chrisleys went to trial they like wasted like when you waste the government's like time and energy and money when you are guilty I think you get a harsher sentence than like just admitting your guilt saving the court the judge the jurors time and they'll give you leniency for that so she at first wasn't pleading guilty she was gonna go to trial and then a few weeks ago or months ago I forgot how long she said yeah I did that shit and that was smart because that's how she ended up with six and a half years I don't know what she would have gotten if they had went through the whole trial yeah or she could have been proven innocent if she felt that she was innocent that's why you go to trial if you think you're innocent yeah well I guess she wasn't so it's not that I mean six and a half years is a long time but like I feel like by the time she comes out like housewives will still be on the air and like she'll be back I just thought that like she would get a sentence that was so long that like whenever she comes back like there's no more housewives like we've moved on like you and I will be 50 years old the Uh, aliens have inhabited the planet I know what you mean but no and then Dumois posted something which of course you take with a grain of salt that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is going on hiatus like they're kind of gonna like wipe the clean with the cast it's really bad the show 
and they're going to take some time off, like maybe pull a Dallas, not cancel it, but mm-hmm. like it won't be around for a while. And so it kind of makes sense. Like maybe they take off like six and a half years. Like I feel like at this point, Dallas has been off the air for at least three years mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's been that long. So another three, and then it, if it were to come back in another three, that would be like Salt Lake City waiting for Jen. It's not inconceivable. No, it's not inconceivable, especially I don't know how it works with federal crimes, but like people get sentenced to like 10 years and they get out in six for good behavior behavior. or whatever. Like she she I don't know. I don't know if with federal crimes like you I think you have to serve. I think I read somewhere like 80 percent of your sentence. So I don't know what the minimum amount of time that she could serve is. But yeah. And I just I really feel like even if the Dumois thing's not true, but like the way the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City were given this like gem, like they 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 could have made these last two seasons into like historically good seasons. But the way that like this Jen thing happened, which is like the craziest, most global historic news in Housewives history. And then they're going on hiatus because they flopped so much. Like it's so crazy to me. I feel like I know I can't stop talking about it, but it should have been huge. And it wasn't. Yeah. Well, they weren't equipped and all of this happened after the first season of Housewives. So maybe they just like were not up to the challenge. They weren't seasoned enough Housewives. Yeah. They didn't no, know th- how, that's to, definitely what it, how to do the job. A hun- that's definitely what it was. Um, and so when I compare it again, like to the Chrisleys, first of all, it's double the time. They're going away for 12 years. The Chrisleys are older. And it's like by the time you get out, like six years is a long time. But like, it's not like you'll, you know, you see Mr. Kids growing up like, it, it does feel like a very lenient sentence. It really does. Yes, it does. In in the grand scheme of what could have been. And in the grand scheme of what she did. And it's like the Chrisleys defrauded like the government and banks. And and even though I will say what, what I also read and discovered was like they weren't, you know, defrauding Citibank. It was these like smaller Southern like mom and pop banks, still like big institutions, but not, you know, Chase. So... It's still fucked up for sure, but I think what Jen Shaw did is like 45 times worse. Yes, I would agree. So this saga, which like, I feel like it all happened kind of quickly. Like when she, from when she got arrested, like when we read about it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, even though it has been what, like two years? Two, three years, maybe. It does feel like the whole process was pretty quick. Yeah, in hindsight. But not what it felt like for so long. It was like, we'll see. Innocent until proven guilty. Now she's pled guilty. What's the sentence though? Like now it's really over for now until whenever she starts serving. And then I'm sure we'll see her on Real Housewives in six and a half years. Yeah, no. And I also probably would assume it didn't feel like it went by really quickly for Jen Shaw. (laughs) But also I think that do you want it to go by quickly or do you want to drag it out? Because then you get more time before you have to go yeah but then you're also just delaying the inevitable like yeah you want to push back what you go into prison but you're gonna have to go anyway so you might as well just get it over with yes maybe at this stage now that she knows what her sentence is but like along the way you can kind of delude yourself into thinking like well maybe I'll be proven innocent okay well maybe the sentence won't be that long like I think now that she's gotten her sentence I think a lot of people do want to go and start it as soon as possible but over the last few years dragging out might not have been like the worst thing for her and it bought her more time on the show that's true and like more opportunities to make money because I'm sure she also owes some sort of restitution to her victims yes she should as she should um and I don't know what federal prison is like I don't know what you know is it I I think I, I read she was going away to a minimum security prison in Texas yeah she's going to Texas um, I don't know if our federal prisons like worse, better. Is it like, you know, the Lori Loughlin type of prison? Like, is it like chill? Is it camp? I don't know. I don't know either. Wishing her best, you know, wishing her the best, wishing her victims, you know, a speedy recovery because it's so fucked up. Like it's beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Yeah, I am. A little Nepo baby news because Hailey Bieber is weighing in on the discourse with a fashion statement. Hailey Bieber is not afraid to make a fashion statement. The Road Skid founder stepped out in LA on Friday and was photographed in a parking garage wearing a baby tee with the words Nepo baby printed across the front. She obviously like styled it in her classic way, jeans, some stomper boots, little purse, little bag. And people are quaking. She's really embracing the controversy. Some celebrities like Gwyneth commented being like, I'm going to need a bunch of these shirts. 
And I'm kind of loving her approach to this. I agree. I think a lot of people thought this was like a major serve for her. Like, like because on the Nepo baby topic, like we want to hear from everyone except the Nepo babies. And like, I think a lot of Nepo babies during the, the, the discourse have come on and like responded and just kind of defended themselves being like, I've worked really hard. And there's no doubting that. But like, shut up. Like, it's just kind of like it's not it's not illegal to be a Nepo baby, but like, don't talk like seriously, shut up. And Haley Bieber just kind of owning it with the T-shirt is so like iconically iconic and it's just it's exactly what we needed because like we don't want to hear from them like yep I'm a nepo baby period end of story and that's what she did and like Gwyneth getting involved and like commenting it's it's this was such a, a sleigh it was a sleigh and a half it was and it shows like you know a, a level of self-deprecation like humor and personality yes. which I think underscores the point that nepo babies are trying to make when they do try and speak about it which is like I have more to offer than just yeah my birthright and also yep. the fact that she is very famous for being very stylish and then she's like taking the, t- the the title and putting her spin on it I think it's really a beautiful moment in celebrity nepo babies taking back their power I completely agree like and honestly I didn't see Hilly Bieber as like someone who would do this I feel like she like avoids all certain types of like controversy or conflict or even just like you know sticky subjects so I feel like she would have just let this conversation happen around her she's obviously a nepo baby she's not going to speak out on it she's not going to defend herself she's not going to defend nepo babies she's not going to attack nepo babies I feel like she's very conflict diverse so this is kind of like a big deal yeah I agree I didn't see this for her but also I feel like when we talk about the biggest nepo babies like who comes to mind weirdly I don't think we've talked about her once even though of course she is an epo baby period but like when we were going back and forth with names I feel like there are some that get the most credit attention attention and backlash probably and I feel like she inserted herself into this conversation when really she wasn't getting that much heat over it actually I'm not in her dms and in her comments like I don't know what people say to her but and it's just like I could say the Jelena stands don't ever say anything about Haley but like she experiences it differently but I do feel like she's not even top 10 of who you think of when you think of Nepo Lady that's true and I think it's mostly because like her dad's kind of like a flop like he's certainly like a an actor but when you think of the Baldwin family you think of Alec so I think part of it has to do with her being like the niece of Alec and her dad like definitely being like a, an accomplished actor but not like a big Hollywood wheeling and dealing power like he's not that famous so I think mostly it's because of that yeah and also I don't know, maybe it's also because, like, at this point, she's also married to someone who's so big. So, yes. like, what's the word for that person? Right, no, like, that's an amazing call. Married, and like, Nepo wife. I feel like if everything in the world made sense, like, Haley Bieber would have been Alec Baldwin's daughter and Ireland Baldwin would have been Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I do and I don't. Yeah. I know what you mean on this on a surface level, like a yes, fame surface on a surface lyrics level. Yes, which we love lyrics that go beyond the surface sometimes, but sometimes we just need to stay on the surface. And I know we have so many new listeners, and it's so annoying when like we always reference old inside jokes. But like, I'm genuinely begging you to go find the reference of surface lyrics. It is probably one of my favorite stories ever told. Just I don't tell know it. what just episode it you, is. You don't tell it off. You've never you, you okay. haven't told it more than once, so just tell it. I was in Nashville in maybe like 2018. Ben and I used to have like this big partnership with Diageo Spirits. Um, So we would travel mostly with like uh, Captain Morgan and some of their like, you know, millennially brands. Um, And we became really friendly with the people who worked there. Like I still am friends with a lot of them. And they knew we loved country music and Nashville. And so I had never been to Nashville and they were planning a, it wasn't an influencer trip. It was a... um, like tastemakers, like blog, food, food writers. Like they were going to the George Dickel Distillery in Nashville. It was going to be. It wasn't an influencer trip. It was just like this press trip. And they were like, "If you guys want to come, like you can come. Like it's not like an influencer fancy trip. Like you've never been to Nashville, and like you love country music." And Dustin Lynch was performing, so we just like hopped along, like on this influence on this writers trip full of like writers from around the world who write about like liquor like cocktails and and food and so it was a kind of like an older kind of like weird crowd but like me and Ben were just happy to be there and we were doing like a day of activities we went to the distillery and then we went to like uh 
what's it called Hattie B's hot chicken so we're in this car with a bunch of like fancy older writers and we're talking about Nashville and it's me and Ben's first time and how I was I said I'm like I love country music they're like really that's so weird you're from New York yada yada and we were talking about why we like country music and Ben like answered for us which is just weird because like Ben doesn't even like country music as much as I do and he goes he gave like probably the weirdest answer um (laughs) anyone could ever give as to why they like country music Ben goes yeah no it's just like if you listen to the lyrics they're so not like surface lyrics and the car was just silent like nobody responded because one like what the fuck does that even mean and two like uh, okay surface lyrics like what when we got out of the car I roasted Ben to fucking filth I'm like what the fuck did you just say he was like so embarrassed like nobody answered him nobody even made a sound like the conversation died at that moment nobody said anything until we got out of the car and now I can't say the word surface whether I'm talking about like a surface cleaner or you know on the surface it has to be surface lyrics and he said lyrics not lyrics which is just another wrong yeah wrong so that's where surface lyrics comes from in case you were wondering yeah and that's why on the surface lyrics it would seem like a heli bieber should be alex child oh speaking of alec baldwin i'm sure this isn't a story because it's moronic but i wanted to share did you see alec baldwin is being mocked endlessly for his most recent instagram post i saw he was being mocked something to do with a million followers so he made this video like begging his followers to follow ilaria or as i like to call her hillary from boston um, he was begging people to follow her. Uh, her birthday's coming up and he wants to help her reach a million followers. And it was just like kind of like something I would do, you know? And like, why is Alec Baldwin, this like major actor, you know, doing this? It was kind of beneath him and he got roasted. And that's just what happened with that's Alec Baldwin happens. this weekend. When you fuck around, you find out. Yeah, no, that's what happens when you act out and like act embarrassing on social media. Sorry. Yeah. Especially when you're Alec Baldwin and like you've just got like bigger things you should be worried about no especially when you're Alec Baldwin who like in you know recent years has really become like not like not taken seriously I think not Hillary of it all the Hillary of it all had a lot to do with it and I think him urging people like begging for followers and then it being his scam artist Anna Delvey wife it just wasn't it wasn't the vibe right I would say also the shooting has a lot to do of course I didn't want to bring that up but yeah that's Why like the fuck does she have to bring that up? By the way, you have to get on TikTok. I'm on TikTok because I talk to you every day. So true. I'm kind of like the personification of TikTok. You really are. Why the fuck do you have to bring that up? It's uh, so I don't true. know because it's germane to Alec Baldwin. No, it is germane. And it's it's still, in my mind, one of the craziest things that's probably ever happened in the history of Hollywood. Um, and it's so sad. It is so sad. Like this woman, this mom, this young, talented woman died. It is so sad. That's why like I that's what, honestly why I didn't bring it up, because like at the end of the day, it's like this crazy Alec Baldwin thing. But it's also like literally somebody died. So it it to me, it's one of the craziest and saddest things that's ever happened. Yeah, but I think it would be like sadder to not forget about it and just kind of like let it pass without just like you're right. Constantly being like remembering her. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Switching gears in a major way to a little beauty business news. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so glad you chose this story. Morphe Cosmetics is closing all U.S. retail stores. Employees say they were left in the dark for weeks. Morphe Cosmetics, a makeup brand once synonymous with YouTube beauty culture, confirmed Thursday it was shutting down all its U.S. stores. A move that shocked its employees, outraged customers, and left some experts questioning the brand's future. Well, it sounds like the future is bleak if they just close down all their stores, but okay. The news comes after yeah, I feel a handful like there's of actually the... nothing questionable about no, the future. They, they, they just, I don't they have, just question... I don't have questions about us. the future. I have questions about the past. Right. Uh, like, how the fuck... Why the fuck do you have to bring that up? No, like, how did they fumble the ball so big? Well, I think it's more of a statement on YouTube beauty culture than it is on Morphe because Morphe was just an extension of YouTube beauty culture I feel like they didn't expand right now I mean based on what you tell me like beauty culture is really popping off on TikTok, TikTok. so like yeah. Michaela should have a yep. line at 
Morphe, Alex Earl, based on, and this is just mm-hmm. me, you know, getting my information from my favorite trusted news source, McClardia Laturdia. And that's just how you know, like, I genuinely, um, like, I'm right about everything because you're 100% right. I think it's, I think a lot of people are shocked because beauty is, is a space that's so impacted by influencer culture. So a brand that, like, dove headfirst into influencer culture failing like this, it's like, well, is this a statement on influencer you know like the value of influencers and no actually i think maybe like two years ago when tiktok started popping off is really when morphe started dying off in my mind like they were so in youtube culture and that was great for a while but you're right like the epicenter of beauty trends is tiktok right now and i feel like when they launched morphe 2 they made charlie and dixie the face and then that was the last thing they ever did with tiktok and i don't know why they didn't lean in more you're right like michaela and even so many of those big YouTube people are now huge on TikTok and I think they value it just as much as they value their YouTube channels like Nikki Tutorials is huge Jackie Ina like I don't know why Morphe didn't keep up that energy past the YouTube era yeah I mean maybe there's more you know behind the scenes where it's like they couldn't afford to invest more in like these new people and I understand like going so hard on influencer culture and I don't think that that's a bad business model, but if you're going to do that, you have to be aware that like influencer culture changes every five minutes Mm -hmm. and you have to change with that. And like, I wouldn't give every influencer like their whole ass line. Like I'd be like, let's collab on a product. Like, oh, Alex Earl's always wearing the white eyeliner. Like let's do Alex Earl eyeliner. How do you know that? Because I don't know. I really don't. Well, I follow Alex Earl on Instagram. So I get bits and pieces of Miss Earl. What do you think about her? She's kind of everything of the sort. She's really fabulous. She's just like, you could tell, she, and I know from you that she's just like in college and being a college girl. And you Normal. can tell from so much of her content. She's just like going to parties. She like posts with her friends. And then she also does like influency type things. But it does feel like following someone who's in college, who's just like famous at their college, which is fun. Yeah. It must be exciting for her to like go to college parties with just like people she's hung out with for the last four years, but then also like go to LA and meet Selena Gomez like really at best Hannah Montana yeah and also to like post from like her regular life stuff and it must be so fun for her friends to be like oh my god this is crazy no I feel like when we like years ago had Danielle Carolan on the toast you spoke to her a lot about that because she was in college at the time and she was like blowing up on YouTube and it's like so cool to have these like two different like worlds but then be like kind of famous in college yeah Famous in college. So it also is important to note about the Morphe thing. They're closing their retail stores. I think they're still going to be, they still are a beauty brand. So I think also this is probably just a statement on retail in general. I think there's a lot of successful makeup brands and they don't have their own stores. I would argue that most, most don't. Yes, but I actually think that retail is pretty important for beauty. Like Makeup. I think for a lot of other categories, you can pretty much write out retail completely. But like to go to the store and to see the colors in person and like to swab it, like that's something that you can't get online. And so I don't think that like retail needs to be dead for the beauty industry in general. Like I do think that I sometimes order my makeup online, but I really do prefer to go to the store. Yeah, of course. But like if you're going to go to a makeup store, you're going to go to Sephora that sells 50 brands. Are you going to go to Morphe that sells one brand? Well, it depends what you're looking for. Like I'm saying these individual brands having their own stores like that's really difficult to maintain. I feel like the only brand who continues to do that and is still killing it is Mac. And that's because Mac is like the original beauty brand ever, like the first one ever made. But that's that's not why they're still killing it. Then why? Why do you think they are? I have no idea what, like, I don't really shop there. I don't know what their secret sauce is. But just because they were the first, honestly, sometimes when you're the first, you're also the last to, like. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're so at the epicenter of, like, makeup artists. Like, I feel like if you want to be a makeup artist, you have to have worked at MAC. It's, like, this really prestigious, which is so crazy because I actually don't think I use a single MAC product. At, at one time, yes. And I think for a long time that sustained their business. But, like, why they are still in business today, I would love to know. Yeah, that's because a good question. the whole industry has changed. They're not really no, like right. TikTok-y. And, but sometimes just like quality is quality. Like I don't care what's yes. going on on TikTok. Like I want good shit. And I know that Mac has it. That's it. Like they, they have major like quality. Major quality, period. I'm going to end the sentence. They have the major quality. Major quality. That's um, how I feel about a lot of the brands that I use. Because I don't really switch up my makeup. Yeah. Ever. But 
like some of my favorite cosmetic brands like NARS. They're not doing anything yeah. crazy. They're not going viral. There's just major quality. Actually, they, they, they do have like some some virality. And they what also, do they go viral for? I mean, their most recent launch of foundation, I'm actually wearing it today, NARS Light Reflecting Foundation, is like a TikTok top five um, product. It is one of the best foundations. Like oh, okay. I use it so every day. I've, I've been using their foundation for like four or five years. Yeah, and the the old one, the version that you use, the taller, skinnier bottle, is also like a staple. But the new one, like Michaela Nagara, is on this journey to finding her wedding foundation, and she's like narrowed it down to five of the best. And the Nars Light Reflecting Foundation is on that list. I also have the Light Reflecting Foundation because I'm on their PR list, so I use that one when I can't find my tall, skinny one, and yeah. I love it too. I love it, but I you think know, they're both really great. That's also the other thing about this Morphe situation is like in the last few years, there's a million new brands. Some pop off, some don't. And there really isn't space for an unlimited amount of brands in the beauty space. So it's like Fenty and uh, Selena Gomez, like all these celebrity ones taking off. And then these ones going viral, creating huge beauty brands. Jones Road, Bobby Brown, like there's so many brands. So like eventually we were just reported recently, um, Becca is going out, Bite Beauty is going out, like there's not enough space for everyone. So eventually somebody, and so just Morphe being one to like scale down is a really big deal because they were so big. Yeah, they were so big. So in addition to scaling down, um, a handful of the company's employees took to TikTok over the holidays to call out the company's lack of transparency during the layoffs with many using the hashtag, hashtag justice for Morphe retail employees. Viewers quickly responded in support, blasting the brand for allegedly leaving its employees in the dark while stores ran out of inventory. Some beauty experts said the news was not surprising given that the company had reportedly experienced years of financial and legal troubles and reputational damage. The brand's treatment of employees during the shutdown could further hurt its reputation among Gen Z consumers who have already demonstrated their aversion towards Morphe. No, like, the, I mean, I don't keep like I'm into beauty, but I'm not that into beauty that I was like keeping up with Morphe's sales and 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 scandals. But um, if you are, then you might have heard that. I hadn't heard any of that. Like, as far as I knew, it definitely just felt like from a consumer POV, like and someone who's on TikTok and watches a lot of social media, like Morphe was just becoming irrelevant. Yeah, because I think that the people that they invested in were less relevant than not only less relevant than they once were but also like controversial now like James Charles and Jeffree Star and like that's really I think where they probably put the most money into and so then there's like not really money for other things yeah but what's so crazy is like no matter how controversial that James Charles palette with Morphe I think is the best-selling eyeshadow palette in the history of beauty like it it was the biggest baddest thing yeah no and and it was but it's like, what'd you do today? You know, and that's what's right. sad. Like, you can't just like cruise on that one palette. No, and that's what like, if you're going to get into any space that's like even like what we do, like influencing or podcasting, it's so you can't be stagnant for one minute. You can't rest. You cannot You can't sleep. rest. So and beauty is like now weirdly like such a tech influence space that you have to keep doing be doing the most. It's exhausting. Like the amount of launches, the amount of companies, the amount of new products like. And like also with beauty, like everybody wants everyone to invent like the newest thing. It's not just about like coming out with cool colors of existing products, but it's like, did you transform my face today with one lip gloss or no? Right. Is this lip gloss also a blush that changes the pH of your face? Then I don't want it. Exactly. It's like it's very competitive, which is good for the consumer because I feel like there's so much good makeup out there. No matter what, like your price range is, your budget is, whatever you're looking for. I feel like the crazy boom in in the makeup industry has actually been great for us. Like I feel like I love all the makeup I've you know gotten over the last few years, and like I now use like my core products. I feel like makeup is like kind of like killing it. Yeah. No. For sure, it is. It's definitely a fun industry for to be in. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying like it seems like fun. Uh, place it also has really high margins so there's a lot of room for big success but you've got to constantly be innovating not just like with colors like with products like you literally need to be an inventor so good luck to you on that Mm -hmm. I personally I like the classics I don't really get caught up in these trends like everyone's always like do an updated makeup tutorial and it's like I totally could I'd be happy to but it's the same one that you saw four years ago Mm -hmm. um it's tried and true and you you experienced it when I did your makeup because it's you true. do TikTok makeup, but I do like back in the day contour makeup, like just like angles. Yep. And you were like, yeah, there's something to this. 100%. Like it's a staple for a reason. 
So don't feel bad if you're not caught up with these trends because I'm don't feel certainly bad. not. Don't feel bad. I know some people might be feeling bad. I know. Like they're probably listening to this podcast crying. Like don't cry. It's okay. It's okay if you don't have a lipstick that's also a blush that changes the pH of your skin. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not like, okay, but it's fine. <laughs> totally. Well, are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Framebridge, is that perchance the story that you have? It is, it is. Framebridge, the custom framing company, is the perfect way to refresh your space for the new year by framing everything that matters to you. And that's because they can framebridge just about anything, whether it's game day jerseys, selfies, your anniversary dinner menu, artwork, or your favorite movie poster. Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com, upload your digital photo. If you have a physical photo that you'd like to frame like a poster, they will send you complimentary packaging to safely mail it into the factory. You can preview your piece online in dozens of frame styles and choose your favorite. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your piece and deliver your finished piece directly to your door ready to hang instead of the hundreds of dollars you'd pay at a framing store their prices start at just 39 dollars. order online at framebridge.com or stop by a framebridge store near you to work with the designer in person jackie i know you have this gorgeous self-portrait um an iphone photo that really looks kind of like an andy warhol that you framed in your closet correct can you tell me about that process the process was so wonderful. You can pick the photo off your phone if you did happen to take just like a gorgeous picture on your phone, which most of us do because our iPhones, our camera quality yep. is better than like most cameras. And yep. just uploaded it to Framebridge, chose, you know, my mat, my frame size, frame color, et cetera, et cetera. And then it came shipped directly to me looking so gorgeous and ready to hang. So I actually need some more art around my house and I need like really big picture art. And it's like, I have so many great, pictures that Zach and I have taken over the years of not just ourselves but you know settings that we've been in and one it's beautiful and two it's a great memory so I would highly recommend Framebridge if you're decorating if you're looking for a gift for someone if you just like want to treat yourself to a glamorous self-portrait in your bedroom or bathroom like you really can't go wrong. Get started today and frame your photos or give someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and place your order today that's framebridge.com. Place that order today girlies. All right Jax what's the story? Our next story is a little Bravo news. Real Housewives of Potomac star Ashley Darby confirms that she and Summer House alum Luke Goldbrunson have split. It's a wrap on the romance for Ashley and Luke. The Bravo celebrities have called it quits after less than, less than three months of dating. Ashley confirmed on Sunday night's episode of Watch What Happens Live. She said, quote, Luke and I are not romantically involved anymore. She went on to explain that her ongoing divorce with her estranged husband, Michael Darby, is to blame for their split. She said, quote, it was my situation with Michael that affected Luke and I. She said that she and Michael are having a really hard time with co-parenting and separating. She said, really, my life is very complicated. As you guys can imagine, I'm going through a very difficult situation. That doesn't mean Luke didn't try his best, though. She said, quote, Luke was a trooper. Believe me, he went through some things. She also said that she met his family during their time together and that, quote, they were amazing. I fell in love with them. So great. She said she isn't worried about jumping back into the dating pool again. I'm newly single. This is my first relationship after. And it's nice to be reminded that I am a girl and that I love to love and I love to be loved. Give me all the love. So I would say this is the definition of like a rebound relationship that's totally positive. Didn't work out. I don't think anyone expected these two to get married, but like gave Ashley her groove back and like showed her what she deserves. And I think that's a beautiful storybook ending. No, like as much as this was like a cute couple, I'm not surprised and I'm not sad. I feel like actually we got out of these two like more than I thought we were going to get. I really thought it was like a Bravo con, like drunk hookup and like they were living for like the social media attention. I didn't think it was going to be anything real. And the fact that she actually experienced like a nice three month relationship with somebody who probably treated her so much better and so different than her previous relationship and like showed her like the possibilities of what's out there. I feel like she's probably really grateful to Luke. I'm grateful to Luke. And like, you know what? It's okay. I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's okay too. Every day of these three months was a blessing for all of us and more than we deserved. And I, I think this is all good. And, you know, some people come into your life for a reason or a season. No, it's so true. And I feel like I follow Ashley Darby on TikTok and she's like really get like feeling herself, like getting her groove back. I think she's like, you know, reached this just like kind of peaceful place she's always dancing she's always with her friends and so I feel like Luke probably helped get her there a little bit like showing showing her you know it doesn't always have to be that hard in a relationship and I feel like he probably kept it like simple and fun and he's young and it was good and it was a fun moment for the Bravo fans a little crossover and it was good it was good it's enough 
It was good. I don't really know Luke that well because I didn't watch Summer House when he was on. I only know him from like that one season of Winter House where he was just like kind of like being a lumberjack. And <laughs> while like I'm really happy for Ashley Darby and I feel like the narrative here is like good for Ashley. This was good for Ashley. Like, you know, he did it was everything she needed him to be. But it's like, what about Luke? Like, when's it going to be Luke's turn? He seems like a good guy, you know, and he's not just like here to be like used. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you're saying it's like, yeah, thanks, Luke. But it's like, what about Luke? You're like, when is it Luke's turn? I totally hear what you're <laughs> saying. I feel like um, I watched him on Summer House. He like went through a little bit of a rough patch, like kind of like giving fuckboy energy. But at the end of the day, he's like a nice guy. He's not a bad guy. Um, he's not like Austin level. I just think maybe he was like bad at communicating and got himself like a little bit of a bad reputation because like he literally couldn't talk to people. Um, I think I think Luke gets on fine. Honestly, I think Luke is taking care of Luke for real. Do you think it will be Luke's turn soon? No. Because you know what? Like, this is just a fact of life. Like, some people are main characters and some people are not. And you don't think he's a main character? No, he gives very, like, supportive energy. Like, supportive character energy. Wow. Okay, that's, like, really, really harsh. Is it? I think it's harsh. Yeah, I think everybody, if you're not the main character of your own life, like... I didn't say that. What are you doing? No, he's a big character of his own life, for sure. Just not like everyone else's. You know what I mean? Yeah. But oh, I guess like for you, you're... No, no, no. No, it's not when you say it like that. Like, but you are the main character of everyone's life that you're in. We can say that. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. But Luke is. So are you, bitch. So are you. Thank you. You are definitely like main character. You're like, you, you have charisma. Like you walk into a room and like the room changes. You know what I mean? thank you I need to bring up Luke more if these are the compliments yeah no I guess I could see I could see how like you saying that that what I said was me and I could see how that's definitely true um what I was saying is just like I really honestly don't know what I was saying and now I feel like a bully so I can we move I on what, I, I, I get what you're saying more so okay but like in the movie of Luke's life where he is the main character of as course. you stated like when will it be his turn and what does his I, turn even look like Okay, so I feel like it's been his turn. Like, he got on this show. People really like him. He's very handsome. I think he was, like, you know, trying to become an actor before. Now he probably makes a good living. He gets a lot of girls. I think Luke is fine. You think Luke's fine? Yeah, I think Luke is, like, totally fucking fine. Totally fine. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Oh, my God, already? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's by some way, twists. I'm, I'm ready for our fifth and final story. Go dogs. Go, dogs, go. Yeah. It is some twisted fucking news, Bravo adjacent, because uh, at the end of last week, Randall Emmett's ex-wife, Amber Childers, claimed that the FBI is investigating Randall for pedophilia. Wait, Amber Childers, wait, wait. Did we report on Friday about Lisa Rinna? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't remember. Sorry, continue. I thought that was the story. It wasn't very memorable, other than to say, yeah, remember we talked about ding dong, what could it mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Amber Childers claimed in a court filing that the FBI is investigating her ex-husband, Randall Emmett, for suspected child exploitation and pedophilia. Also, Randall Emmett is the former partner of Lala Kent, who is our queen on Vanderpump Rules, um, mother of ocean. Randall is also like a Hollywood producer. What? Randall is also like a Hollywood producer. um, a Hollywood producer, yes. Childers, who shares two minor children with Emmett, made the explosive allegation in a signed declaration she submitted submitted as part of a domestic violence restraining order request filed in the L.A. Superior Court in late December. In the court documents obtained by Page Six, the actress alleged that the movie producer is, quote, being investigated by the FBI for suspected child exploitation and or pedophilia. Emmett, by the way, Randall, has denied the allegation telling Page Six, I'm not being investigated by the FBI nor anyone else, and the notion that I am is beyond absurd. He said, anyone can say whatever they want in a pleading that doesn't make it true. There is zero evidence that I'm being investigated for anything, and we will still share 50-50 custody of our children. I am shocked and in utter disbelief that Amber would even hint at something so disgusting and untrue. And then he also posted a video to his Instagram where he I slams these, quote, lies as well. At this point, the lies have been stretched so far. We spent today getting confirmation because we knew there was no truthfulness to any of this that the FBI has never been investigating me and isn't investigating me because there's nothing to investigate so that's his I mean side. 
Well, the thing, the good thing about this is like, it's not he said, she said, like either there's an FBI investigation or there ain't. So we'll just have to wait and see what the verdict of that is, because that's, it's a huge, huge allegation. It's a huge allegation. And I often like, you know, divorces can be messy and and people say stuff. And I feel like typically I would be like, we kind of have to wait and see, like, you can't just like slander, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But like, Randall is a liar. Like yeah, he yeah. lied to Proven. us. He lied Proven. to Lala. Like he's yeah. So I'm inclined to disbelieve him. Also, people have been referencing the fact that over the last year since Lala left him, like she's been alluding to stuff about Randall that she said that is so disgusting, so depraved. She mm-hmm. can't even say. Like we know some of the stuff that he did during their relationship, and like some of the lies. You know the brown fake diamond ring that she was wearing for two years um but then she was also saying that there's more that she found out that it's just like so awful so gross and people are now thinking that this might be that so it kind of seems like there's a trail here it tracks a little bit it's it doesn't seem like it's so inconceivable but yes you are innocent until proven guilty and I guess technically anyone can plead anything but to write it in a sworn statement in a judicial document seems like kind of crazy if it's not true I also am curious about the relationship between Amber and Lala. Do we know? It's good. Obviously, at first, it's good. It's good. They got they started getting along when R- Lala was still with Randall. Yes, and co-parenting. I think now that Lala's yeah, Lala's not with him. Like I think they have a good relationship. I think Lala has like so much respect for her, and I think everything's fine between the two of them. Okay, good. Yeah, but what's twisted is like, so say their FBI is investigating Randall. He still has like custody of his daughters. He has three daughters between the two women. And so that's fucking weird if these allegations are true. Right. Um, And how do we just find out if they're true? I feel like, can the FBI release a statement? I'm curious. I know. The FBI like really should weigh in, but they won't do that. Well, um hopefully it's not true but if it is like that's actually disgusting and vile and he deserves jail so we'll wait and see and perhaps he will get jail once the investigation is concluded um those were the past five you certainly needed to know i would argue most of them um and that was our first la show like how did you feel I felt good. I'm really excited that you're in LA bringing some LA energy, which we could always use considering like we are a podcast, we're influencers. So like we are inherently thirsty and we need some of that LA energy. And you know what we always say, I love LA. We do always say it. So we've got more episodes coming out this week. I'm recording two interviews while I'm here just trying to like do the most with my time here you know can't wait for these interviews interviews so that's our show we're gonna wrap correct anything else you want to chit chat about girl from no that is all from me i will see you tomorrow for another hollywood episode where you've gotten hollywood now so you really can't even talk to us oh wait jackie do you hear that you should pick up your phone hollywood is calling my phone is in use, but I'll just text back that I'll call You'll them just later. Send to voicemail. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, The Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Monday. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday's episode. Until then, arrivederci. Until then, goodbye. No, Jackie. Jackie. No, arrivederci. Au revoir. Yes. I like that. Bye, guys. We're so international. We got that from Babel, you guys. 100% co-toast. Co-toast.